Lord, Lord, have mercy. What? What's the mathematics? Nothing, God, nothing, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome y'all to the All of Mar Zone. I got a super duper, very special guest. Um, man, I've been trying to get this guy on the podcast forever, but he's always on the road. So coronavirus has set everybody down. So now I'm getting some stuff done. But uh, yeah, I got my man Jay Storm. Jay Storm, say what up, yo? What's happening, y'all? What's happening? Yeah, man, I figured I'd get you on, man, because you are probably the hardest working man I know in show business. Oh, and uh, I think the world could learn a lot from you, man. So um, for those who don't know, tell people who you are, where they can find you. My name is Jay Storm, frontman of the J Storm Project. Find me at jaystorm.net. Yes, jaystorm project.com that's what's up man so for those who don't know the jstorm project like what is that jstorm project is a five to six high energy funk rock and hip-hop squad funk rock and hip-hop man so um yeah so we're gonna get to the jstorm project but i want to i gotta take it all the way back to the very beginning man like me and you go way back this for for those who don't know this is like my big brother like he took me under his wing very early um so i want to go back man you are when people see you people know one thing like you are like a naturally born performer like it's it's evident man and so I want to start back when did you know that you was a performer man <clears throat> shit I really didn't know it man until I <laughs> <laughs> till I, till I was listening to the radio quite a bit when I was a young guy man and uh there was this radio show that come on at probably about 8 o'clock at night and there I'd be, man. You know, just. But, but, but first, let's tell everybody where you from, man. So you was listening to the radio. Where were you? Green, I, I'm, I'm from Greenville, Tennessee, bro. Three D Vegas, baby. In the three, it's real, son. It's real. So what now? What radio station was you listening to? Man, I don't even remember the radio station. All I know is FM. You had AM and FM. Right. FM sound better than AM. So. Right. <laughs> so I was up in the FM joint. And I was, uh, you know, listening to songs, man. And they got to where hell, I, I challenged myself. I knew, I knew the lyrics of these songs. Like the whole hour, I knew every song. How old are you? Shoot, I was about ten years old. Ten years old. That's that's kind of when I remember learning words of songs too. So, like, what was like? Give me one song, like you you remember back then that you were singing. I mean, I was singing some jams, man. Back then, man, it, it was kind of, man, shoot. Back then, Rick James. Rick James. <laughs> All right. Give, give it, it to me. Give it to me, baby. That's the first that's the first song I think of when I hear his name, man. Uh, uh, all kinds of other jams. That, 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 that Lionel, Lionel Richard Commodores and shit was popping. Okay, with no some what about Hollow Notes now? Yeah, they was popping, man. <laughs> hey man, they was popping, man. Whoa. Yeah, that was that group, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so you ten years old, you figure out like you like singing these songs. Yeah. Uh, so, how long before that till you um, actually perform in front of somebody? Well, look, it, it all didn't start with no vocals. I tell you that right now, sir. Okay, no where to start? No box. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm up in, I'm. I was a lip syncer, man. I was lip syncing, man. So okay, I was lip syncing everything. I was lip syncing Prince, <laughs> Michael Jackson, the time. So I imagine, I imagine you dancing too with oh, the performance. Yeah, I was. I was trying to get. I was trying to kick a step. <laughs> okay. I, I really couldn't kick a step until like I was about fourteen. You know. I, now, who are you lip syncing in front of? I, myself. Okay. The mirror, the mirror on the wall, like Michael Jackson, the mirror on the wall. I was, okay. I was, I, and you know, and I was like, man, this would be the greatest thing in the world to do for a living. I mean, back then I said that, but really, so you know, so you you thirteen, fourteen, and you decided like that's what you wanted to do well, for a living. Well, I didn't decide that at that point. It, it, it 
I decided, you thought about it. I thought that, that would be a great way. They, okay. Now, Storm, you still there? Uh oh. Technical difficulties. I didn't, I didn't put my phone on airplane, man. I need to do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Damn. Can I do that like, hold on, I'll do it right I, now. You should be able to, 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 yeah, just drop the top down. Chew off. We can do that or do not disturb, man. We we live with it on the air. Oh, damn. My fault, cuz. <laughs> do not disturb. You good. You good. We raw. We raw with it. I don't know how. Whoa, man. I just screwed this whole thing up. Hold on. Damn. Do not disturb. You got the iPhone, I know, yeah, right? I got the iPhone. That's not my man. So it, it you can uh, shoot. I don't even know where to find it on there, man. I've been droid forever. Um, I mean, we can just roll with it, man. We try to, we just try to keep it going, man. Yeah, let's roll with it. I was so um, you, you, okay. So a big thing. A lot of people sing in their bedroom, and I sung and rapped in my bedroom. I had wrestling matches in my bedroom. I did all kinds of stuff in my bedroom. But there's what separates people, I think, is being able to actually be in front of an audience. Uh, so talk to me about the first time you got in front of an audience, whether it was your parents, a family gathering, a cookout, like tell me about that first time. Yeah, the first time I got in front of an audience, man, uh, man, that was in high school, man. Me and, my, me and my second cousin, or third cousin, Johnny Miller, man, we we, uh, we had this little break dance routine, man. Okay. You know, and we, 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 we broke them down. We broke them down, man. So Herbie Hancock type shit. But it was great. You know, it, it made me realize even more what I wanted to do, man. And, uh, you know. So I, let, me just paint, let me paint a picture for some people, for those who don't know about Greenville, Tennessee. You went to North Green High School, right? Yeah, North Green High School, dog. And you were one of how many black people there? Well, first at the grade school, I wait. K through eight, you know, cause okay. cause my brother went to the county school, didn't tell nobody, and they found out we lived in the county, so we had to go to the county school because we went to the city school. We went to okay. Holland and, and, and Greenwood Middle School, and then they found out we lived in the county. And they said, "Man, that's gonna be three hundred fifty dollars, which equals nine hundred a day." And, wow! And the mom was like, "Y'all on that bus the Otway, bro?" I cried, I cried, I cried, man. I didn't want to switch schools. But if I hadn't switched schools, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. If wow. I hadn't switched schools, if I hadn't got my confidence in football and basketball and who I really was, you know. I so you think switching from a, a school that had more people that looked like you to a school where you were one of few, like how many okay. black people went to North Green? Well, let's, we got started out way first. Okay. How many black people went to K through eight? Uh, uh, Otway, me, 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 and my brother. Wow, the whole school. The whole school. That means as teachers, everything. Teachers and everything. Now, so you saying you switching to that gave you an advantage? It gave me an advantage because when I was in middle school, because most people, most people would probably just feel like the world is over so what like what did you feel like you said you cried like, I, I, like this is it. I mean this is a this is a huge transition like so tell me how it played out to an I advantage was, I, was, I, was, I was at Stevie's house when mama called me and said Stevie Shipes house she called me and said I gotta go to Otway tomorrow morning I looked at Stevie I said ma'am dude I I ain't, I ain't going to middle school no more <laughs> I was like what wow. the hell so, <laughs> and, you know, and I downplayed it because everybody on our hill went the odd way, but, but we didn't. We went to middle school. So we thought we were kind of socially above odd way, but we, which we weren't. So, right. you know, you know, there's a, you know, you, you go to middle school, man, everything's good, man, but you got a lot of people that's got money, you know, back then, had money. And right. you can hang with a few people. Um and you know, there's this little status thing, man. You know, that there was some people that just didn't even talk to you. Cause you know, they was kind of, you know, stuck up because they lived in what? Oak Hills. 
In middle school, yeah, okay. So, you know, it, well, not everybody smoke kills, but just a few elite, you know, there's a few elite yeah. that you can fit in. I really didn't fit in that, man. But when I went the Outway, everybody talked to me. I couldn't believe it. Everybody. And and, and everybody's white, yes. but yet Talked you me. felt... I was like, what? You felt more comfortable. Yes, because, you know, I, white and black, I, I miss I miss all my, all, my, all my brothers, man, from middle school, man. But when I went out here, everybody talked to me. That wasn't... Okay. You had to have a certain shoe on. You didn't have, you know, certain... Gosh, your mom had to gosh. drive a, you know... I mean, you wouldn't. It's just good old, just good old country yeah, boys. You know, you know, yeah, just cool with you, man. I mean, they they yeah. seen you, and, and they also knew not to step out of line. Mmm. Cause you know, Jay, I you know, I came a little bit after you, and and being, uh, you know, in Greenville and being in the city schools, I always wonder what it was like in the county schools. And in my mind, I was like, I would hate to be in the county school. Somebody gonna call N-word. It's gonna be just constant tension. And you telling me your experience wasn't that. No, because look, that's what I thought. And I was like, well, wait a minute. We grew up around these guys around us. Yeah, of course, we had to shake a couple of hands a couple of times, man. And, you know, <laughs> had to put some folks in check, you know, but they understood. So, you know, when I went out there, man, I was like, man, this, this right here is kind of cool. I mean, you know, girls, I mean, girls just, it, it was weird in middle school, man. I mean, any, you know, you could talk to the black Did you back up from the phone? No, 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 I'm here. I think it's, it's okay. Great. I don't know why. I, I said, so, so, you know, you could talk to the people, you know. I'm here now. I I I just had to. Sorry, dude. <laughs> we wild with it oh, today, but we rolling. Jesus Christ. Okay, so I'm out here, man, and I'm like, okay, man, it's gonna be crazy. Nobody gonna say anything to me, man. I'm just gonna be on my own. And, you know, I used to associate clothes. Who was cool? That's what I come from. If you got they got Converse on, they got Nike on. You know, if that dude got. Yeah. You know, I said, the girls ain't going to holler at me. You know, definitely not. If they do, they're going to keep it a big secret. No, nah, cuz. Uh-uh. Out there, it was all out in the open. They didn't give a damn if you, what what was up. They was hollering at you. So, in, in some way, you know, being like just you and your brother, that became kind of like your advantage. Almost like... I think so. Yeah, yeah. So... How okay, I'm I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit, but we're gonna keep the story where it was. How do you think that affected you as a performer? Okay, as a person, um, when I as when a I person, was in middle okay. school, man, I did not know my worth. I mean, I was still playing freaking midget. Well, they called it midget back then. That was just crazy, right? <laughs> midget, yeah, they don't even call it's it that no more. I don't think they can't do. We didn't even know any better. So they they called immediately, you know, and I and I was doing good for the Western Sizzling Cowboys. I was doing good, man. Western Sizzling Cowboys. That's you know. And then one game it was kind of screwed up, man. And then they had me sitting down. I was in the eighth grade playing for Midget League, dude. I should either. Mm. I mean, and and I said, man, I'm gonna play for Otway. Cause I definitely wasn't gonna play for middle school. I was playing for Outway and went to Outway, played for Outway, and ended up I knew who I was on that football field, bro. I did not know before that. I knew who I was on that football field, and I, you know anybody when they discover what they got. If you discover what you really have, man, the yeah. world is yours. The right. world is yours. I, I discovered Self-worth. I could play ball, I could hoop. I discovered that. I discovered I could run. I discovered I could put a hit on somebody. Gave one of the white boys a concussion, man, because he said <laughs> he said the wrong thing. He said the wrong thing, and I said, "Dude, we got three more quarters." I said, "I got you, player." 
and I took his head off, Ray. I, hey, man, I, I, I was a man right then. Do you do, now? Do you think? Do you think being in middle school, you had that in you, but there was right. some fear, or I like had that in me, the... but I couldn't grow because what was around me wouldn't let me grow. It, and you mean like coaches? Culture and... wouldn't let me grow as a person. I was making F's in social studies, man. Wow. I was making F's, bro. F's. I, I, I mean, I felt like a failure, dude. I broke my collarbone, you know, seventh grade, and I was over there. I felt like a failure. Wow. I'd known you all these years. I didn't know you broke oh, your yeah, collarbone. Man. I broke my I broke collarbone. collarbone bro. And then, you know, and I was sitting over there. I mean, and then Vince, you know, my brother went out the and they found out we, we lived in the county. So I went. I discovered who, man, I discovered myself, man. I mean, and it it made me change all the way around. If I had a state middle school, went to high school, Greenville High, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been shit. And that's real. Oh, so, so so let's fast forward to to the talent show. So doing the talent show, you wasn't like afraid to like go break dance in front of no. Because, a bunch of white people. Right. Now, now let me tell you, now let me ask you this, like, because I know how hip hop culture was and breaking and stuff was when I was in around uh the white boys I was around in middle school, like they like Andy Smith and these guys, they were into it. How was the how was the your friends, your white friends, how was they accepting of, of hip hop? Because this is early hip hop back then. Okay, you ready? Yeah. The white dudes wasn't wasn't really feeling it, except the ones I grew okay. up with. Okay, they wasn't feeling it. The girls, the girls, cuz, <laughs> hey, they, hey, they was in a different world because they ain't never seen nobody. They ain't never seen that. They ain't never seen nobody. They ain't never seen bodies move like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> never, never, never. That's when the moonwalk first came out. My I had man. I had that damn bro, and I did that. Everybody went nuts. Wow, dude, they went crazy. I said, "Damn, this is great." So, you know, and, and I evolved from there, man. I evolved. Uh, you know, I was ineligible my sophomore year uh, because I went to Chucky Dog first, and and got broke. You know, when I went to Chucky Dog, that really, I was vice president. I did not know you went to Chucky Dog as a freshman. Yes, first did that your sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, and then. Okay. Vince did it again. My brother did it again. He switched schools again. He switched schools to go to Outward. And then when we went to Chucky Doug and he went to North Green, I followed him. Okay. So, but I, and he's a year older, right? Well, he was until they held him back. So we was in the same okay. grade. So so here we are at Chucky Doug. And I'm, I got class favorites, vice president. I'm running, right? Playing football, killing beats, you know, beats and killing play basketball, you know, Vince, like, I don't want to be here. And like, damn. So I follow my North Green. <laughs> so here we so are. It, it, it so at no point were you willing to not go to school with your brother? Right. I, no, no. I was like, man, I got to go. Or, it was, or was was that your parents or you? You wanted to be with your big brother? I mean, I got, I knew I got to go. I, I said, when he goes, I'm going. Okay. So he went, I went. Only thing, only where, the only place I didn't follow him was to Greenville High School. Cause he went to Green, okay. then he went to West Green, and I was like, "You can't play down here, cuz you don't went wow. to 16 schools." <laughs> so, you know, that's a that's another story in itself. But you know, I, I went to North Green. I didn't sing in the chorus because, you know, I, I got tricked into being a chorus at at Chucky Dog, and I hated it. I couldn't. I, I mean, I didn't like singing, man. I didn't like doing that bullshit. So, chorus. I played football, man. You know, junior year I got my ass whipped. Senior year I whipped ass. You know. Okay. And, and so things went on, but you know, I was still in the talent show each year. Still. So now tell me what what song did you have a routine to? Well, I had a routine. Pee Wee Herman, that Joe Ski Love. Oh man! My first, my first, my first, my first rap name was J Ski Love. Oh, I love Jay it. Jay Ski Love. Boy, so, I had a Jay Ski Love on the back of my shirt. So you was doing that Pee Wee dance? Yeah, we were. You had that routine. That routine was popping. Get busy, y'all. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> I, I said, hey. And I had I had, uh, I had, had Randy Grooms behind me, man. You remember? Uh, he married a, 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 a 
Oh, uh, shoot, man, I can't even think right now. Randy Grooms, he he, he live across town now. So, uh, it's, God, I can't remember, man. Golly, I my mind is gone. So that's all good. We 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 going back. My boy today. Timmy Shipley, Randy Grooms, and Timmy Shipley. They was they was my back. Now I do know Tim. Yes, yeah, you do, right there, <laughs> Tim. Them now. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. So so we we was getting down, man, and uh, you know. They my neighbors. I mean, we, we, and they was down with everything. So that happened, man. Uh, went to school. So you had white boys doing the Pee Wee Herman. Yes, the whole routine. I, I love it. I love it, the man. The whole routine, love- bro. I'm trying to tell you, man. Uh, so, so we was out there, man. We, we did our thing, dude. And, and everything was fucking, it was great. And so, you know, and it was a dancing thing. Didn't have nothing to do. With um didn't have anything to do with a freaking uh now Randy Grooms ran he married Amanda Amanda uh she went to high school with child Amanda uh Amanda Grooms yeah now Grooms okay yeah I know her yeah Forby I know her I don't know Randy but yeah, yeah. yeah so Randy Randy we we you know we we raised Randy man we raised him man R- Randy hung out with us hell he was the first dude to graduate from his whole family. His whole family. Wow. Nobody never graduated. Wow. 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 He kicked it with us. He knew culture. He knew hip hop. He knew he he knows all that. You know, he got kids now. And he Randy know what to say to his kids and what to tell them, what to tell them expect. Cause he done seen me go through a shit ton of stuff. So yeah. Uh, uh, that's 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 what that's what music does, yeah, man. Bring yeah, people. To- music does that, and when and, and when I got into Union College, you know, dude, they had to lip sync every year. I didn't know what okay. that was, you, even though I've been doing it for years. They said lip sync time. Yeah. I said, man, that's they said it's like a concert in there. I'm like, for real? I knew already what I was gonna do, man. I come out that moment. Hey, Ah, uh, nobody can rap quite like rap. that. Well, okay, okay. Player. And those who don't know, Jay Storm was probably looking about like LL Cool J, maybe a little bit shorter. I, I, you probably bigger than I, L. I, I, I weighed about one seventy six, boy. I was cut. Hey, <laughs> did that joint when when I did that? When, then you had your shirt yeah, off when I you took did my it. Shirt off and everything. Uh, I, Man, that, they, they, man, they and and they're screwed. I thought I was a star, though. I thought, I, yeah, yeah, I can imagine what that did for you. Dude, man. The whole school, it was like a big thing at Union College. It was huge. And I said, Oh, I'm about to. So you're like 19, 20, and people screaming for dude, you. Hey, I was about to kill these guys. Yeah, I said, Man, I'm about to do this. Man, that shit felt so good. I said, damn, this is screaming. I mean, I said, man, this is it. I said, if I could do that. <laughs> but but I really wasn't really writing any raps. Okay. But I was lip syncing raps. And I knew what went into raps, but I wasn't running. So next, I won the high one. So second year, I did Mom and said, knock you out. One again. Oh, man, that was my song. LL was hey, my dude, man. But I yeah. I did it, man. I did going back to Cali. Hey, that was the joint, dude. Hey, you would have died to see that, son. Hey, did you have a Kango? Yeah, man, I brought, I brought okay. a Adidas sweatsuit. I took one of them from Cincinnati, bro. Hey, you had a Adidas. Dang, you there? Okay, yeah, I'm here. So, that, that's how that goes, man. And uh, and man, you know, when I had these gold chains, bro, I was doing it, man. I thought I was him. I wow. Thought I was him. So you know. As time went on, um, you know. Now, what's the what's the uh, what's the population like at Union oh, man, College? Oh, Kentucky, most- man, Wait, it's worse than great. Barbersville got about 17,000 people in. Okay. Everybody used one phone, the hall phone. Wow. Yeah, and if you had to dial long distance, somebody always had a a card number you can dial from. Wow! And believe me, we was using that card, and it wasn't nobody's card. It was, it was, it was taken from some. Had to be <laughs> long distance cards, man. I remember and, those. And, as, and that's back then. You can charge, you can charge a phone, 
you can charge a number to another phone. And, wow. And we was, it's one phone, we was burning that joint up, man. We was burning that joint up. And I said, damn, that sounds like it's near my house. It's time to get that number. Dude. My first and only credit card I had in college uh, was pretty much mostly burnt up through long distance phone calls. I mean, that's crazy. Well, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm using this, this phone to charge. And two years later, after I get out of school, man, the the the, the United United Phone Telephone phone, phone, uh, Service called me and, <laughs> and said, and said, uh, is this Jimmy Sarton? I said, yeah, uh, this is. She said, well, we've been doing research. You owe us $410 because you've been charging every phone call you made from Union College. You've been charging to a little church in Elizabeth. I wow. Said, what? I said, are you kidding me? $410 back then was like a thousand. Easy. I bet. So, so here's a question. Did you pay that off? Uh, bro, I don't know what happened to that, man. I looked for a beer. <laughs> I, I looked in the mail. <laughs> I slid out of that one. I don't. I slid. I don't know how that. I slid off. But, but more of the story is, man. You know, you got to make phone calls, and so, so, I, so I made them. But you know, but as far as performing wise, getting back to that, dude, I was just that lip sync dude, and I, I loved how. And I didn't even know what I was gonna major in. I went to my one of my coaches. He said, "What are you good at?" He said, "I know you're good at performing, and you like numbers." He's like, "Won't you major in that?" And I was like, "You can't major in." performing arts I, I didn't know that he said yes right. you can I was like well I don't I don't think because I hadn't sang or rapped the first note of my own lyrics okay. but I wrote I wrote I wrote because I had to because we had PD6 back at the crib so you know I, I had to do what I had to do but you know lo and behold man look today I'm doing what I he asked. I'm doing what he told he suggested I should do, and that's the weirdest thing. Well, so let me ask you: How do you go from lip syncing to actually writing and performing your own stuff? Like, where, what was, that? where, when did that happen? That happened when I graduated college, man. Well, during college, you know, we had that PD six, the dance troupe. PD six was a dance crew. Tell tell the world who PD six was, man, who the I, members were. What it did, it did, it started out as full effect. We was full effect. Oh, see, I just learned something. That's the, the name was full, full effect. effect. Full effect, name now. Barner, Brigham Lyons. Wow. Alfie, me and Lamar. And y'all just yes. danced. And Ron A. Ron A. is with. Please. Bruh, we was killing folks, Dad. We was killing folks. It, Killing Johnson City. So y'all had routines. Y'all would uh, go against yes, other groups. We practiced at Lamar's and bruh. That wouldn't need no money involved, but I, I dare you to show up after five o'clock. I dare you. I dare you. I dare wow. you to show up at five ten. I dare you. You know who who was the I'm curious out of y'all, who was Lamar. like the lead? Lamar was the one. Or put all that Lamar's always the brainchild. Yeah, he's the one that you had, had practice in front of his house. In front of his house. Wow. You was, you was on time, bro. I don't know how we, man, I don't know what that, where that came from, but he led all of us. He led all of us. And so y'all were dancing, and somehow full effect turned when into Lamar PD6. How'd that singing, Okay. Lamar was, we did something with George Clem, and Lamar was like, okay, we're going to do this to the song I wrote. And we did it. And Lamar was up there singing, man. We was acting like we were singing background. The background was on a daggone track, a cassette tape. <laughs> but it was a real performance to us because he was really singing that shit. I mean, and, and I was like, and y'all, and y'all were at the legendary George Clem School. Yeah, um, was watching everybody. Everybody, we did it in front of George Clem on the porch of George Clem. The porch of the so y'all just went up there with like a a, a yeah. box and, and it was on and popping. So from wow. there, you know, I graduated and I and I was like, man, I think I can sing a little bit. And I I, I broke a song down for him. Uh, 
Let's chill about uh, uh, yeah, about yeah. guys. So I broke that down for them so they go jack this thing a little bit. So Brigham and Rico kind of faded out, and Ron Ez wants the vocals started. And me and Alfie remain. Okay. And Lamar remained. So we he got this guy named James Gordon from Knoxville, man, and started writing with him. And 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 that become somehow we had six people, and it's called Production Six. It's PD Six for short. So so we okay. started doing things and um, you know And Lamar was mostly he writing, was writing all the lyrics and, and, and chore- choreographing all the dances. And but Alfie wrote rap lyrics and then I had to step it up. So um, you know, we were writing, we thought we was the shit, and, and you know, and, and and then that's how we met Andrea. Andrea was like 13 years old. Seven. I was like, who's, seven, who's this seven guy? Who is this guy that's you know, who is this kid? You know. No, no. So so now I'm gonna interrupt the story because I was talking to him and I gotta get him on the podcast. So I was I asked him pretty much the same questions I'm asking yeah. you, and he said he was pretty much he started rapping because his cousins was rapping. So cream and um uh, who who am I who am I leaving out? Jerome, yes, Jerome. Sir. They was rapping. Now, where were they on your okay. radar? Here's how that started. I, I didn't even know Jerome rap at, at, at this point. Well, man, one day, Lamar brought up two people to record, and their lyrics was off the chain. It, I felt so bad after hearing these guys. I was depressed. Who was these two people? Uh, Five foot giant. Oh wow! Knoxville legend. Back then was murdering people. I said, okay, that made that made us right. Check it. He brought them to Greenville to to record. Now, now was he recording them or was he recording with them? Okay, okay. He said, y'all think y'all can rap? And and they went in. They they, oh man. I just looked at him. Figs looked at him. We all looked at him like, I got, I left there depressed. Then that's when I got on my pen and pad for real, son. For real. I was in it. So once once I got on the pen and pad, man, everybody else got on the pen and pad. Everybody was on the pen and pad. That's what started the real movement, man. And Figs was just like 13 and was so advanced. It was, it was nuts. I mean, and so that's when y'all wrote "Check It." Check It was like a response to hearing. Yes, them. it was like a wake up call, and uh, we we all wrote to that joint, and it was going down. Who said that all? Because I remember somebody was like the Ricker, the Ricker, the Miggity Mike. I, I forget who that was, but Jerome at that point. That might have been at Jerome. That point, I just met him, and he seen him too that day, and I didn't know he rapped. He seen him that day too, and we would look at each other like, um, damn, fuck that. What we gonna do? Yeah, we, we gotta get down. Right. We, gotta, we gotta do this. Damn. So tell me how fast did y'all from that day, how fast did y'all record well, check it? A month and a half after that. And dude, okay. it it was going down. And I was like, Now who's on don't check it? I well, forget. I remember it, it, it's Jerome, I heard Alfie, Figs. Me and I think, uh, oh, I think his white boy named Kevin Underwood was under that man. He, he's from, yeah, Kev. What, what was his rap name? Damn, What's his rap name? his rap name? But I thought it was Kevy Kev, is what I thought. Yeah, I think I, he, where was he from? Seymour, mother Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Seymour. Kev was Seymour, dope, man. man. So, so yeah, Kev was on that. Joint. So, so, but but we we wrote it, we did it, and and so we I, wait a minute. I think Kev was on the later one. This was all Greenville folks. Okay, was on this one, Kev. Okay, I'm, I'm I remember sure Kev. Though, man, it, it gets it gets crazy, man, because he was on one. He was on check it. We 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 did a we did a remix or something, man. He was on it, so. But uh, okay, but yeah, man, we we was rocking that joint, man, and uh, everything was then it turned into PD Six. We got that first single out. 
and we 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 had to do that. Got the first single. Um, what was the first uh, single? I remember he, he crayon got face. He got her. Yeah, he <laughs> got her. <laughs> I yeah, want. Yeah, I remember all of I wanted. So you know, and everybody would get together, man. With Alex Warren, them, and everybody, you know, we have a meeting. It really wasn't a meeting; it was a movie. It was a movie um, review of all the movies that everybody's seen and what they want to see. It really wasn't a meeting. So one day. Who was who was PD Six? Uh, who would you say y'all were inspired by? Because it's like nowadays you don't even see groups. So who would you new say edition, like new edition? New hands down, nobody else. N- new edition. <laughs> yeah, that was the group, else. man. New edition. Because really, man, that was rapping R and B. Like they were probably the first. Right. To do I mean, that, right. Yeah. The, on the, yeah. Exactly. So here can be. Yeah, because. Was rapping, honey, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. If I the girls you know, who care who you like, and, like and they was that, rapping see, too. That, was that earlier stuff, but when Bell Biv DeVoe came out, yeah, that that was oh, what we were, that was it for us. That was they it changed for us the game, like that. Man. Yeah, that BBD. was it. That's what we was doing. So, so um, okay, and once we were doing that, man, um, caught the attention of a lot of people, man. I mean, a lot of people. And, and you know the vocals was here, man, and um, you know things were going on, and you know we was on the radio down here. There was a radio station called WKI FM 100.3 FM. They was holding a, a yes, that's in Knoxville. A, a take, take, uh, play it or dump it, whatever. It was okay, and they put yeah, two songs okay up against each other, two songs. And so, one night they put PD Six up against TLC. Wow! We had a song called "Tonight" that Lamar sang and Jamie sang, but you know, background vocals was supposed to be us, whatever, for PD Six. <laughs> so they put us a BS hat to the back. They put us oh, up against that. Me and my boy Brad Malone was listening to that joint in my car. I couldn't believe it. I felt I was 23. I I got coached the thing, but I felt right then we made it. We're on the radio. Well, yeah. Because back then, like if you got on the radio, you thought it was a rap. We beat them. We we beat them. So we Amazing. I, I'm trying to figure out why they didn't put y'all against somebody else local. They put y'all against TLC, who ass. was. And look, that's crazy, so the man. Next week they put us against somebody else. I don't know who it was, but we whipped their ass too. He, he wow. said, "He said this next group is is uh he's like man, he's like P's and Peter, D's and Davis, sixes and somewhere between five and seven. <laughs> that's." <laughs> Wow. And, and dude, we won like three in a row, then we lost the fourth one. And and dude, the high that I felt off of that is like I, I can't explain how high I felt. Better than any drug, better than any any so, drink. Any drink, anything that you've ever done. So it's, it sounds like PD6 is making yeah. some waves. Uh, y'all yeah. on the radio, and so I I know this for a fact. Y'all opened up for one of my favorite groups of all time, yes. Digital Underground. Uh, so, but at some point, there became a crossroad, and there went from PD Six to J Storm, the solo artist. Right. How'd you get you know, to that so point? We're doing all these shows and stuff, man, and you know we're doing our thing, and people had to make money. PD, PD6 really didn't make right. any money. Our first single was, you know, my mama. First single was my mom did it. And that single sold Finance. so many. At the, it, we sold so many singles, dude. It was crazy. And after that, we came out with the with the, the, the daggone CD, Patty Sarden. What was the name of y'all's album? I forgot. Like what was that. it? <laughs> By then, Jamie yeah. was gone. Jamie was gone. We added Paul, Paul Sutter's from Alcoa. 
it was four of us and we kept the name yes, sir. getting down we got down bro we was going we were doing things man and uh you know and and we was first ones in east tennessee that had a cd an actual cd bro and so we sold a crap ton of those man out the out the box 18 dollars a hit killing selling like crazy wow in stores and everything man it was fat man it was going good man and this one dude named brian Lindsay that was playing us at senior frog he was gonna, he was gonna bring dog. somebody in wow. he was gonna bring somebody in man and uh i think a ghost town djs was gonna open up for them and they called him still wow. he had us on he had us on 1.5 rotation we was gone we were gone. That was the window, bro. We was out. Amen. What was the song? What was the song? I'm just, I'm just. You, when you said Ghost Town DJs, that stopped me in my tracks. What, well, what was the song they used to sing? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. That, that was going down. I said, man. I said, I said, man, this is it. And then that that crushed us. We still did the short senior frogs, but that crushed us. So we tried to liven it up. Tried, we hit up digital on the ground. Then we opened up for Jaheem when Jaheem first started. Jaheem was in a he was in a band. Jaheem yeah, that came to Knoxville in, in a in a six seat passenger van, white van. Jaheem, they say he's gonna be the next big thing. And wow. I'll be damned. So there it goes, man. And, and then we figured out right there, man, we need to go, go our separate ways and still remain cool. So Alfino started Total Concept, you know, and then they, they kept it. So wait, the, the, y'all did the show mm-hmm. for Jaheen. Y'all opened up for And then Alfino started uh, Total Concept. They really started Cold Concept before that, but they went full-fledged on Total Concept, right. man. So, you know. So, now, was that a discussion? Was y'all no, like... we kind of blended into it. And Alfie, the more Alfie got involved, Mr. Rhythm got involved with Total Concept and Fix and you know, the the it kind of drew to that. Because Paul was in school, he was getting his doctorate. And and me, I'm I'm here working at ACN, Jewelry Television, and you know, and and I'm trying to kill myself, trying to make rent. So um that went on. And then things stopped, and then you know, and then Lamar's like, "Well, man, I think I'm gonna do a solo album." And I'm like, "Okay, y'all leaving me? Everybody leaving? After all this shit we put in P6, everybody leaving?" Then I was like, "No," wow. I was like, "Hold up, Jay, you, you a solo artist pretty much?" Because, dude, I I sang karaoke, man, which was funny, right? Yeah. Um, but that put me in front of a crowd by myself, a judging crowd. And I had that CD on me, and I sold CDs like crazy when I was seeing karaoke. The yes. PD6 CD. I, I was selling for PD6 okay. as a solo. And then somebody said, Jay, you should just go solo join. I was like, I can't go solo. Somebody made me realize, well, what are you doing when you do these contests? Right. Like, Damn. Okay. That started the solo project of Jay Storm. So basically, there was no big no argument. argument. There was no. It, it was just people decided they wanted to do yes. more. Like total concept started. Yes. Lamar started. Yeah. So you you kind of went solo right. by default. By default, I went solo. No. And you know, without you know, without being dismissive, like, and then you become the biggest I mean, star. So how so? How does that happen? How does the person, the last person who wanted to go solo get to where you are today? What? So what happened? You went solo and then real, what? I went solo. I had Lamar write the songs for me because I am not. I wasn't a writer. So Lamar wrote the songs uh-huh. and he produced the songs because that's what he did for PD6. Why can't he do it for me? So he did. Right. So it was me and I, you know, back then that's when dancing was still popping, man, you know. Heavy D and them had dance. Everybody had dancers. Everybody had dancers. Right. Me too. Right. So I was like, man, I can still do this, but I can dance. You know, I knew the dance was a. I could do that. Easy. 
And one of the best, <laughs> I mean, you had one of the best dancers of all time named I, I the Lobster. I know that. The <laughs> 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 Lobster was one of the greatest dancers. The whole of period all time. was the greatest shit. I said, okay, let's see what's happening. So, and uh, you know, things went. The more solo I went, the more solo. And then I got that solo single, which wasn't, people didn't really flock to it. But I pushed mm-hmm. it so hard. I thought it was the joint. And that's who I, and, and right. that was all I needed. If I thought it was the joint, I kind of convinced you that it was the joint too. That's how hard I pushed yeah. it. And the attitude I had in winning these karaoke contests, doing these solo joints, man. All the confidence in the world, taking pictures, signing glossies. That just built me up. So Jay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there because I know so many artists. I was one, I know so many right now who haven't got to where you are today, which is you got a band, you're traveling, you're making a lot of money doing your thing. Um and, and just something I gather listening to your story, without karaoke, without lip sync, it seems like that was the foundation was. of your confidence. It was. As funny as okay. folks like to think, karaoke, you know, yeah. you can say right. that all you want to about karaoke. That's something you do when you get drunk. That's something you get drunk and do. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that all serious. you want to, but you know, the you can't people. concentrate on that, dog. That's where people fail. That's where people, you know, that was my only lot. I mean, PD6 probably performed, what, five times a year? For what, $100? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Dude. Karaoke every week. I was traveling to Tri-Cities down here. People knew me because of that. People knew. Man, that's that's something, you know, and coming from the, the rap world, so the... I guess the equivalent to karaoke would exactly. be like open mics. And I meet so so many artists who just feel so above that. I'm Bruh. like, nobody knows you. And when are you working on your craft? Like at some point you gotta come out of your room and for anybody to say that they're against open mic for any reason are fucking lazy and they don't want to work for it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and and don't you feel like J two they're like kind of entitled to like they they might think they're they're dope their boys might think they're dope but like if don't nobody know you like I feel like you're supposed to go up to a club and and get get a check <laughs> to perform like you know, I don't know you know you know what that's I called? don't understand that you know you know that, that's called what's uh, that that theory is called the tide with bleach theory all right uh, break that down tide for me. with bleach. When that shit came out, everybody's like, damn, I can put bleach and wash my clothes in this joint. You know, towel bleach, you didn't have to add bleach. So it was one of the best detergents in the world. But bleach didn't have any commercials. And they all Mm. in the neighborhood know what towel bleach was. Just the neighborhood. No, 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 no commercials, no, no, no exposure. You know, but 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 your but your right. boys right here, but your neighborhood, but your little small network. You know, wow. Yeah. Man, now towel bleach, man. Let's come up with a better detergent. Well, hold the fuck up. Nobody else outside this shit knows how great towel bleach is because somebody right. don't want to take the work and spend the money to put towel bleach out there to see. Somebody don't want to do it. Somebody don't want to do it. How much of where you are in your career is based on the work you did on getting your name out there? Like, I think I think a lot of people think you just need to be in the studio, you need to be recording and making great music. But like you said, you had a single, and how many songs was on two. this? Two. And I remember these days, Jay, because I was on one of them, right?
Well, yes, no, sir. Well, no, well, you no, was no. on the remix. You was on the remix of the okay. shit I was pushing earlier. Okay, so I remember you pushing oh, them God. two songs forever while other artists I knew were making song after song after song. Please break down why you took your approach versus, like you said, Tide with Bleach, go make something new and don't know what Tide with Bleach is. I decided to commercialize Tide with Bleach. I was like, I can be the, I can be okay. the best here or whatever, not the best, but I can be doing work here, big work. But if nobody else don't know me, man, how do I know how much it would have grown? I mean, point blank. I mean, I think you, yes, you are supposed to be in a studio making songs. Yes. Oh, God, yeah, man. I never will be against that. But at some point, somebody got to hear the the beauty that you've done. They got to hear it. Right. And this is and this is before yes, internet, yes. before YouTube, yes. before MySpace. So I remember you specifically, and this is how I always separated you from everybody else. I specifically remember you with a clipboard, email list, flyers, CDs, t-shirt, and a hat, and postcards. And I remember you never, it didn't matter if we was just going out to chill, have a drink, (laughs) have a go party. You always had that stuff with you. And to me, I just, I just always admired that, and to me, it, it, it separated you because I was like, man, this dude is looking ah. at this like a business versus just rapping or That's singing. It. When, on when the artists side. realize, when independent artists realize that it is a business, things change because you got this artist mentality. Everybody yeah. do for me, and I want somebody to manage me, and I want somebody to take me. It's my That's bullshit. Look. If you don't do it yourself, yeah. Why would I do it for you if you can't? If you don't want to do it yourself, why would I? I mean, if I'm a manager, why would I help you when you ain't trying to help yourself? I mean, you're, you're helping a losing cause. I mean, right. everybody loses. So, Jay, I mean, I I just want to say this, man. I'm just listening to your story, and I've known you since I yeah. was 12 years old. And so knowing you 30 years and and still learning stuff about your story today, man, it really made sense to me today when you really broke down yes. the karaoke effect. I don't know. I'm definitely calling yeah. it the karaoke effect because to me, what karaoke does yes. is makes you vulnerable. Yes. It puts you in front of people and say, here I am. I know a lot of talented artists, but they are scared mm. to put their stuff out because you run the risk of somebody saying your yes, shit sucks. And you know what? And that's part of this whole artistry, man. It's still hard to hear that. I mean, it's always I mean, you know, and sometimes I still struggle with that. So, you know, that that's kind of tremendous, but you gotta, at one point, you gotta say, F it. Well, fuck it. Yeah, go, go. It's part of it. Go do your thing, man, because these people that's talking shit about you, they're not really they're not really paying your bills, man. They're not really doing anything for you. They, they, they could give a shit if you were homeless. So, you know, everybody out there has got a fucking opinion. Get used to it. You know what? Play for the people. Do for the people that love you. The motherfuckers don't even worry about them. Do, do what you playing for the people that love you, bro. Then that, that yeah, crowd grows. Grow that. Grow that crop. Dude, you are so... You are so positive and optimistic. Like I remember, I remember like literally going from being a, a dude that I thought I could rap a little bit. I had been on a couple songs. I literally remember you looking at me. We were sitting at your house and you looked at me and you was like, dude, you can rap. You can put your own stuff out. And and and, and all of a sudden I called Lamar. He gave me a beat. I recorded the song. I then I came to your house and I was like, what's next? And you was like, yeah. oh, we're going to Office Depot. We got some jewel cases. <laughs> we got some CDs and you got some CD labels and put a CD with my name on it. And just doing that, I remember having a hundred CDs. We were selling timeshare and I went up there <laughs> and sold all them CDs. And I went from like 
not really believing in myself at the time to like, damn, people are willing to spend $5 on my CD. Like, and that was just mind blowing. Where did, Jay, where did you get that proactive I got that mentality? proactive mentality, man. I, I, where I got that from, I was like, man, cause I seen somebody else do it. I was like, it, I can do okay. this, man. I mean, because, okay, that mentality also, I was, okay, let's take it back to karaoke. I'm doing karaoke. Okay. And I'm selling CDs. I'm selling CDs. I was at one, I was at one karaoke spot. I was at one and I got witnesses on this. One karaoke spot, this this little girl came up to me and asked me who I was and said, Well, I sign an autograph and take a picture with her. And I hadn't even sung yet, bro. I said, okay. Mm. This is and I was already selling PD6 a CD by me being out by myself. So I damn sure know I can right. sell my shit. So I did it. And I did, I mean, people, people didn't like, I mean, I was the whole time you seen J Storm stuff on me, I was branding myself. Branding. Branding. That's it, That's man. It. That's you it. brand yourself, bro. You brand yourself. You, you know, I was at a music conference. I don't know if I told you this. I'll make it. You know, I ain't gonna blow your head off, but I'm gonna make it quick. I had all. I, I was at one of them with you. No, that yeah, was the yeah, uh, yeah, Southeastern Music so, Awards. So I went to Atlanta real quick. Man, I was so hyped. God dang it, dude! I had on all. I had on. It's Nike. I had this Nike motherfucking sweatsuit. I mean, I was Nike down, bro. I was smooth. I said, like, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm smooth. They're gonna know who I am. I'm smooth, right? And I'm sitting on the, sitting in on the panel, man, and right. shaking this dude's hand. The same dude that said, All y'all trying to record an album, stop it. He said, record a single. Get it out there. He said, after that, okay. He said, Yeah, record another single. Get it out there. After that, he said, push what you got first. And then if it's worth album worthy, then go in and spend your money and the time. And here's a whole album with remixes on everything. I said, I yeah, I said create the demand. He said, he said, what? I, and I showed him the CD you were on, me and you were on. It was packaged nicely. Had uh-huh. Jay Storm on it. I mean, it was packaged nicely, man. It was that single, it was that in that pocket. And uh he's like, man. Yeah. Damn. Okay, what, what you doing? He, I said, man, I'm just trying, man. I'm trying to struggle, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pushing my, you know, I told him what I was doing. He's like, cool. He's like, let me tell you what you're doing wrong. And I said to myself, motherfucker, I ain't really told you anything about me. What you, you mean, what am I doing wrong, dude? I right. said that to myself. <laughs> I didn't say that to him. I said, what you mean, what yeah. am I doing wrong? You know, to myself, I was like, okay, what am I doing wrong? This should be a good one. This motherfucker said, look. He said, who are you? I said, you see the CD right here, player? I'm mm. Jay Storm. He said, your name ain't Jay Storm. I said, I'm, okay, what do what you mean my name ain't Jay Storm? He said, your name, you know what he said? <laughs> your name's Nike. What? Wow. Wow. I said, no. He's like, yeah. Your name's Nike. I, I said, I said, how you get that? That's wild, my shoes. Man. He said, what's your shoes? What's your, sweat, what's, what's your sweatpants? What's your hat? He said, he said, what's your little pullover you got on? Wow. He said, you Nike. He said, won't you really be J-Storm? I said, oh, no! Mm. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> but think about it. Think about it. He's telling you, <laughs> you'd rather <laughs> invest in Nike than J-Storm. I felt... Basically... Two inches fucking tall. Mm. That makes a he lot of sense. That man. needs to say fucking J. He said, he said, I know it'd be tough to get some J Storm shoes, but he said, motherfucker, don't. He said, anything's possible. I, he, he said, he said, at least that sweatshirt and that hat should say J Storm. I said, and then mm. that's where I got the damn J Storm hat from, cuz. And I remember you all—you always had that on, like it, and it made 
you know, I, and I remember hearing other <laughs> yeah. artists laugh because you I remember this, man. But now I look at where you are, and it makes sense. You yes. were branding yourself like, yeah, like I did nobody it. else I've I seen, man. I, I branded nobody. my whole joint, and he said, he's like, man, he's like, no matter what people say, man, he's like, at least the motherfuckers gonna know who you are. He said they can laugh, sing, cry, and dance, but they gonna know who you are. He said, he said, the mother motherfuckers right. is laughing. I bet they got on Nike too. And you know what? I knew I knew something was different when I moved to Knoxville. And I think I still knew, I think I still yeah. knew and called you JJ. And when I moved here, like, nope. Yeah. If I said JJ, they was like, who? I'd be like Jay Storm. Oh, okay. People don't know who people don't yeah. know real name, dude. I mean, that's brand, That's the yeah. difference. That's the difference of branding. That's the difference, man. Could that, man, that's powerful, man. So if 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 you could, we're gonna get out of here, Doe Storm. But I, I want to make this helpful for somebody today, man. If you could help somebody, if there was one thing, man, you could tell them that they're struggling artists. Um, they haven't broke through yet. Uh, let's say they've been recording and, and making music for a few years. What's the one thing they need to do, man? Spend, like right now, we're quarantined. Most people are sitting home, got some free time. What's something they could do today to help their music career? One thing they can do to help their music career if they're sitting at home because of quarantine and they don't think they have anything to do, they got the world of shit to do. You know, here's time to write lyrics. Write songs. Here's time to get that studio time in. You want some studio time? <laughs> well, here yeah. two weeks of it, motherfucker. I mean, you know, no work because you don't have to go right. to work because they say you ain't got to. Here is your chance to be to, to, to make to, to make it happen, man. I mean, because when I my first band was a was a rock band. You seen that? Dead Star Prophecies. We. Yep. We yes, yes, yes sir. That evolved into the Jaystone Project. Jaystone Project ain't never stopped. And now I ain't rich, but I've made more with music than I have with any of my jobs I've had working 55 hours a week. And I got a drink in my hand. Wow. So, <laughs> so <laughs> if I can do it, I mean anybody can do it. I, I'm 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 here to tell you, I'm not. I'm the last person out rapping anybody. I'm the, I'm the last person out seeing anybody. I'm the last person out dancing anybody. But when it comes to that pushing something, when it comes to pushing the agenda, and this is what I want to do, I'm not the fastest guy, but I tell you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm running a race at a steady pace. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, mm. you might not out sing, out rap, out dance, but I, you, and bro, you run I, circles around right, a lot of people, and, and, and you outwork them. You know, every now and then somebody talks shit, and I'm like, you know what I tell them, right? Let's take it to the stage. What's that? Yeah, motherfucker, talking all that shit. <laughs> Let's take it to the stage. Look how y'all dope, motherfucker. I, then what's up, motherfucker? I can't do. I can't do what? Then what? The, Let's do this shit. Here's the stage. Here's my band. Where's your band that player? Fuck that. Let's do this shit. I mean, I mean, that's how I feel about it, man. But so Jay, anybody that's doing me. it right, I, I think you, you they need to go ahead and the only thing they gotta have Ray is confidence in themselves. Jay, you I mean, you really got me thinking today, man. Like I'm thinking, like, man, I need my oh, yeah. Arlemar oh, yeah. t shirts, man. I'm like, I need my I need my podcast hats. Like, you know, it's just and 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 two man, I'm really like if anything I took away from you today is that mm. karaoke shit, Sorry. man. Like, that, like especially today, like I mean, think about it, Jay. You can record a verse and uh, upload it a live video, man. and like you know, you know that's stuff. That's the way yes. you quarantine over yeah. mic. You know, you just do it. And, and all this stuff that you did, no. like you didn't have YouTube, you no. didn't have Facebook, you were on the concrete. You yeah, I, I couldn't take, take the streets, streets back. That's when we said, Yeah, had to put and your you feet know, to the I, street. I've never stopped and I'm never gonna stop, bro. I mean, the money, I never knew that I could be comfortable making music 
and 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 make it more dude i graduated i graduated double major in accounting man you know tax accountant at a cpa firm yeah how am i making more money doing music than i'm making myself at a CPA? Cause you love it. You love you'd have told it, me that shit, Ray, when in, I was singing Carrie. You'd have told me that one day, Jay, man. You, you're gonna make more than what you would have made at any firm, any salary, at a CPA firm. You're gonna make more doing music. I'd have said you're full of shit. I'd be like, whatever. That would be the greatest thing in the world. That'll never happen. Pimp is happening. Wow. Man, I just I, I just think about man. I've heard so many stories about rappers and 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 how they used to do open mics and like and then I meet rappers that just don't even think about an open mic. So I mean, you really got me thinking, yeah. man, with the karaoke story, man. I think I think that's a huge takeaway, yeah. man. Like exposure, yeah. exposure, it'd be, it'd be exposure. Good if you got if you got a gift, you got to let others know you got a gift, or nobody know you got a gift at all. You won't be, you know if you can't share your gift, you can't share your joy. And, and and you know what I'm saying? And so people are buying right. your gift. People are buying because you're making them feel good. They got to know about it. Right. They don't know they about gotta it. They got to know about it. But there you go. You, you're limited. Dang, Jay. Well, I'm going I'm to I'm cut us off, okay, man. We're going right. to hit an hour right, and brother. six minutes, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you giving me your time, brother. And uh, y'all go see. When, whenever we get back out to uh, <laughs> being out in public places, be sure yes, to go sir. check out my yes, man, sir. Jay Storm Project. Boy, direct. All right, man. Y'all stay safe no doubt, and stay quarantined no up right now, though. <laughs> All right, peace.